ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Two needed. Jansen's on his way. Bowls to Cummins. Short outside the off stump there it'll be. Chopped away down a square third man for four. And Australia are through. They're through to the final to beat India on Sunday. But my word, they'd have made their supporters sweat a bit. Australia are through to the World Cup final. And as a reward for overcoming South Africa in the semi, they get to face the undefeated India, who haven't put a foot wrong all tournament. We talked to Jeff Lemon about how Australia can disrupt the host nation. There's a huge week of AFLW finals to come, and we'll preview those as well. Plus... Did you know the Socceroos have started the road to the next World Cup already? Yep. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Jeff Lemon is in India calling the action for the ABC and Jeff. Australia are through to the World Cup final after a faltering start from South Africa. Some brilliant bowling from Australia. There was rain. South Africa regrouped. The match really seemed to ebb and flow. Talk to me about Australia's semi-final win over the Proteas. Well, it had a bit of everything. It had a lot of some things um, and not much of some other things, but it was it was such a strange mixture of a game. It just kept going one way and then another. You know, South Africa lose four wickets in no time. And this is the team that is supposed to make a monster score batting first. And you think, well, OK, Australia will smash them up from here and then it'll all be over in a couple of hours. And then we've got almost an hour off the field for rain that wasn't actually rain. It was just sort of phantom rain that the umpires <laughs> got spooked by somehow. Then South Africa regroup. David Miller makes a hundred. I mean, Travis Head takes two wickets in two balls. He's at a hat on a hat trick at some point. And Head bowls to him. He's in on the pad. First ball. He's out. First ball. Head on a hat trick. They scrape more together towards the end. They make 212. So of course they set Australia 213, which as everybody is pointing out, that's the score that uh, both teams made in the tied semi-final of 1999. <laughs> so just this weird numerical synchronicity. And Donald's run out. Australia are in the final. The match has been tied. What a mix-up. And then Australia looked like they'll chase it in 10 minutes. They, they got 60 off the first six overs. Um, David Warner and Travis Head were just smashing everything. Rabada bowls. Warner steps across his stumps and lap sweeps him for six more. This is unbelievable stuff. Then they both get out. Then more wickets fall through the middle. And suddenly Australia look like they're going to fall short. Smith gets out, Inglis gets out. They still need 20 runs with uh, Cummins and Stark doing it at the end, and they managed to get their seven wickets down uh, with a couple of overs to spare. It was a lot closer than it had any right to be at about six different points during the game. <laughs> you touch on Travis Head there, perhaps the unlikely hero with the bat and more so with the ball. How crucial was his game last night and how crucial will it be as they look forward to their opponents on Sunday, India? It was a necessary intervention at that point because Australia got the four early wickets and then Heinrich Klaassen's batting well with David Miller. They get the score up to 119 together. Travis Head comes on and he can bowl. It's not like he's a really, really obscure left field option. He, he took four for 10 in a test match at Sri Lanka last year, but that was very spin-friendly conditions. He got the ball to rag. like It was. It really started turning um, and he got hit for a couple of boundaries and then he gets a, a ball to 
just to go straight through Henrik Klaassen, who's one of the most damaging batters in the world, gets another wicket next ball. He's on a hat trick. Um, suddenly, again, you think, well, Australia will bowl him out for 150 from here. And then that's not the case because South Africa come back yet again. And then Travis Head comes out with the bat and clobbers 62 off 48. You, you can see why the Australian selectors kept him in the squad, even though he had a broken hand and missed the first half of the tournament because he could, he's such a, a match-affecting player when he's up and running. Here's Kutsia bowling, that's pulled away, and that's going to be four more, and that's heads 50. I want to talk about Australia's opponents on Sunday now, India. The home side haven't lost a game all tournament. The crowds have been passionate and loud. We had Kohli breaking Tendulkar's record. It's all coming up India if you're an Indian fan at this point. They were just so dominant against New Zealand. The thing about India is that they've got a very settled 11. Um, so people who can remember those all-conquering Australian sides of about 20 years ago, the 11 almost never changed. You knew who was going to play from one game to the next. Everybody in their team's been performing. Every batter has made a score at some point during the last few games. All of the bowlers are working well in concert. They've only got five bowlers, but they've only needed five bowlers um, and they've been smashing up teams with bat and with ball so you know I mean Mahajami took seven wickets against New Zealand in the semi-final just just to polish that one off after just about every player in the Indian side made 100 in that game and outside edge taken and that's the seventh as you said Michael Mahajami is almost almost doing a Glenn Maxwell with the ball Mahajami take about 9.5 overs seven for 57 outstanding so yeah they've been all over everybody and they're a pretty daunting prospect so what is the key for australia then if they want to beat india at the narendra modi stadium on sunday night australian time i think i think it's all about having a really good start no matter which discipline it is Um, so whichever way the coin falls if australia bat or bowl first and they've got the possibility they've got the potential australia to do that we saw that with their bowling today if they could get that right if they could um, have that kind of accuracy that stark and hazelwood had when they started off against south africa who have been very good batting first and, and were absolutely knocked over today uh, so if you can knock over a few indian wickets early or conversely if you're batting if you can do what warner and head did today and get off to a really fast start something that knocks India off their equilibrium a bit because they've been so balanced and composed because everything has gone exactly the way they want it to go. Their their semi-final work to perfection. Their plans have always worked. And so that might be the only thing. If everything always goes to plan, maybe, maybe you're not so good when your plans are disrupted. Jeff, before I let you go, in one word, a tip, will it be India or Australia on top of the world on Sunday? 100,000 people wearing blue are saying India. <laughs> yeah, hard to argue with Jeff Lemon. Enjoy that last match of the tournament. You can, of course, hear it live and ad-free on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for your time today. No problem. The Socceroos have started their qualifying for the, checks notes, 2026 FIFA Men's World Cup three years out. They took on Bangladesh in Melbourne and it went about as you would expect a match between the 27th ranked side and the 183rd ranked side to go. The final score was 7-0 but it could have been even more comprehensive with a few missed chances throughout. Jamie McLaren was subbed on in the second half then helped himself to a hat-trick. Miller again, the cross in, McLaren this time is there for his hat-trick. 
Mitch Duke scored two himself. Brandon Borello netted his second goal in national colours and Harry Suter headed in the opener. What else can we say about Suter? He is enormous down back, but he was enormous in the box too, causing all kinds of problems for Bangladesh in the corners and set plays. Craig Goodwin delivers the free kick in. It's a good ball and it's the opening goal from the towering Harry Suter. And as for the shiny new things, Cassini Yangi got his Socceroos debut coming on in the 72nd minute. Exciting times. They now head straight to Kuwait to take on Palestine on Tuesday to continue their march to 2026. Gemma Bastiani is part of the ABC AFLW commentary team and will have a very close eye on these fixtures this weekend. Gemma, the Saturday semi-final sees the underdogs Sydney taking on this season's top dogs, the Crows. The Swans have been the feel-good story this season. Winless last year, winning a final this year. It's all just such good stuff. And I know that you've been big on the Swans all season. (laughs) Can you see a world in which Chloe Malloy and the Swans go to Adelaide and continue the fairy tale? Look, the the Swans supporter in me absolutely (laughs) um, wants that to happen. And they're definitely riding this wave of momentum at the moment that they're the only team that's won their last four games. Um, no other team is that's remaining in the finals has done that. Siren, Gold Coast season is done. And the second season, Swannies have got a trip to play the Crows in week two of the 2023 finals. They have so much faith in themselves and in, and in one another that they have been able to do things like shift momentum of games and get things back on their terms when it hasn't been going their way, which is something that, we probably don't expect to see from such a young side. The problem being they're coming up against an absolute juggernaut in Adelaide who will be frustrated that they lost last week on their home deck and and they'll be out to atone. And Brisbane are into a preliminary final and Adelaide will have to go the long way if they want to win their fourth premiership. We need to put it into perspective as well. The only um, games that Adelaide have lost this year both to Brisbane by a combined total of five points. So they are still an absolutely dominant team. And we look at it like, oh, the the qualifying final losers are on the back foot every year. And then they come out and blow us away in the second week of finals because, oh, yeah, they, they were top four for a reason. And Adelaide, they were, they were minor premiers for a reason. Sunday afternoon, we see reigning premiers Melbourne taking on the Cats. And if you told me that the Ds were going to make a qualifying final only to kick one singular goal, I don't know if I would have believed you. Can they turn <laughs> their form around to beat the Cats at Princess Park on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, absolutely they can. Going back to that same conversation about Adelaide, like they finished in the top four for a reason. They were, they were second. They're the reigning premier. They have such a deep list. But um, I, I think the best side, so Adelaide, Brisbane and North Melbourne last week, have, have gone to work on how to disrupt how Melbourne wants to play. Um, so it's a mental challenge now for Melbourne to to be faced with that sort of pressure game and, le- and work out how they can then adapt. Melbourne have their first goal this afternoon coming in the fourth quarter. And that's something they haven't been able to do this year. So for Geelong... The obvious answer is on is on a plate for them. They just have to be able to do it for long enough in the game to hold Melbourne off. It's a tougher one to pick um, because if Geelong can do that, there's no reason to think they couldn't win. But it's hard to tip against the Ds. And if you had to tip this weekend, who are you tipping? I'd be going Crows from the head and Swans from the heart. Um, <laughs> and then probably the same thing in the other game, um, Melbourne for head and, and Geelong for heart. 
and the cheers of the Geelong faithful who've seen their team win their first AFLW final. The Cats do it by 18 points. We've seen all but one premiership won by either Brisbane, Adelaide or Melbourne. So it would actually be a great joy if we had a few different teams in the mix come prelim final week to see if we've got some new history to be made. Well, regardless, it's going to be a huge weekend of footy. You can hear it all live and ad-free on the ABC Listen app. Gemma Bastiani, thank you for your time and enjoy the footy. Thanks for having me. Sound bites and the AFL eventually dropped the 2024 fixture this week and unlike the NRL who said here is the fixture, the whole fixture and nothing but the fixture, the AFL said here are some small parts of it, work it out. Included in the drip feed were fixtures in the NT, the matchups for gather round and what they're calling opening round which isn't actually round one. Eventually they dropped the full fixture and clubs took to social media to have the best announcement. But of course, they're all competing for second when GWS are dropping an ugly jumper clad Cooper Hamilton with zingers like this. We begin against the Premiers. So go on and wish us luck. This round zero thing, it's confusing as The countdown's on, four months to go. We love a crowd catch at the cricket, but you know what might be one better? A commentator leaving his post mid-broadcast to take an absolute screamer as this ball went for six. George smacks it high. While I was just sitting here, that is the first time we've seen a commentator rip his headset off and take an absolute blinder of a catch. Your move, Jim Maxwell. If there's one thing we know about English football fans, it's that they love a good chant. And you know what we love? When they're about our Aussie stars. Matilda Kyra Cooney-Cross has clearly made an impression at Arsenal because the fans are on board. Remember this from Robbie Williams. The coning's in the air, everywhere I look around. The coning's everywhere, leaving bodies on the ground. Well, the star is back in Australia and it turns out his love for the blue baggers is the real deal. Any more songs coming up? We saw the Tom DeConning song in the air in the bed. Well, you know, if they if they'd have if they'd have got through, then there would have been a whole album. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason to dislike Carlton, they've cost us a Robbie Williams album. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Declan Byrne. Thanks to Channel 10, the ICC, the European Cricket Network, GWS and Cal Toomey for the extra audio used in today's episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.